Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Don Henderson. And I'm Sarah. And this is our podcast, Creating Connections That Count. Yes. We are excited to finally, well, not finally, we've done it a hundred times. Yes. Yeah. But this is the first one that we'll put to the air. Maybe. It, it, we might it's be talking to you on a hundred and five or ten. On the last ones. Yes. Um, creating connections that count. That has been something that just kind of surfaced. Uh, we've had a couple of different thoughts we might title it, but I think our desire was just to, I think, connect with our friends. This is one way to do it. Yeah. And our family. And our family. And with each other, because we get to connect with each other as we battle through the process of putting a podcast together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, the three areas that we talked about as far as connections um, that count and how you create those, uh, one overarching one, the most important, is how you connect with your creator. How do you connect with God? Uh-huh. And, and uh, that it does take a little bit of effort to do that. And naturally, he loves us, but I guess sort of with an effort, we get to strive and struggle and learn how to show our love for him. Right. And that's an important part of our lives, both of us, is our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. And we think it would be for you too, at least our friends that we know of that might be listening to it. And if you're listening, we count you a friend. Yeah. You're one of our you friends. Are, right now, we friend. know there's my mom and my mom. And, and maybe your mom. Yeah. So there's, there's two friends. Yes. Um, so connections with God is important, and, and we could probably share some things about that and why we feel that's important but then connection with others um we heard over this last weekend general conference that we watched every six months we get to hear from a prophet and and uh um, apostles and Mm -hmm. one of the themes i heard over and over again was how much god loves us yeah and that the what's the quote the first the first great, great commandment is to love God. The first great truth is that he loved us. That might not be verbatim. That's pretty close. Elder that was Holland. the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I've always idea. loved it. It was quoted, I think, a couple times, actually, at least once. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the first great commandment, love God with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. And, and that we do. But the real reality is, and the truth is, that God loves us with all of his heart, right. mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. And if we turn to put an effort into that relationship, um, God's always constant and God always promises. Right. Um, the only struggle in the relationship comes from us. Anytime we don't feel connected, it's because of us. He doesn't disconnect from us. We disconnect from him. God doesn't have trouble loving his troubled children. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have issues with Wi-Fi or even his rebellious ones. He doesn't he doesn't struggle no, loving us. Just we struggle. If we throw the peas back in his face and mm-hmm. say, I hate you, I don't like this, mm-hmm. he still loves us. Right. He clean helps us clean up the mess and, and loves us. Yeah, so that is our um, something that is valuable and meaningful to us that we strive to do daily. We talk about often in our relationship and in the things we're doing in our lives, but we also have a desire to share that same truth 
with other people. So not just as far as connecting with other people, but sharing the truths that we know about our relationship with God and who he is and who Jesus Christ is, is something we desire to share with other people when we connect with them. And, and not as a missionary, not as a proselyting, right? you know, whatever, but just in our interactions and in the love and the friendship that we try to share with people that we meet. That's our goal is that they feel that they're loved. Yeah. And, and in hopes, right, that they'll be reminded of how they're loved. Because sometimes when you look at life head on and what's happening, mm-hmm. it's easy to get frustrated and think maybe God's forgotten about me for a while. Right. Maybe God's forsaken me for a while. But I think what we learned in general conference, especially from Elder Oaks, is that we have forgotten him. And so he kind of gave a call to all people around the world to be back in church and to go to a place to worship, whether it was a church or a synagogue or a temple or wherever. And he wasn't just speaking to members of the Church of Jesus Christ right. of Latter-day Saints that we belong to. He was pleading with all people everywhere through the pandemic. People have forgotten how vital that is, I think. And a lot of the struggles that are coming emotionally out of this pandemic, I think, is a result of forgetting those things and not practicing those things that were taken away from us for and, so long. And I think they see a trend um, worldwide where people are mm-hmm. losing that connection with God. Right. And they'll identify as, so. I'm a nun. I'm not a Catholic nun who's right. devoted to to loving God, but... As none, I have no affinity right. with God or organization. Mm-hmm. Even those who did have an affinity with God and called themselves Christians are starting to, yeah, maybe not be so dedicated as before. Right. And I don't. We know don't. That we they don't need to go back. Went into that intentionally. I think it's just a result of the things that have happened in the last year and a half. And again, God did not go into hiding. He was not quarantined during the pandemic just we were and so i think that was a powerful plea i think it's it's been fun when we visited with our friends to identify how god has still been connected through the chaos Mm -hmm. and even though we experience chaos and we experience the the down times and life Mm -hmm. um god's there in the details right and so God has not disconnected himself from us mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And there's been just so many cool experiences as we visited with our friends of how God has been there with them. Right. And always, not just through the pandemic. We've always known that. So, yeah, I think that's why we decided to do this little venture together. And so hopefully some of the podcasts will invite some of our friends on there that we've had these conversations 100% with. 100% <clears throat> We promise we won't be the only two voices you hear week after week. And we'll ask them about their connections with God mm-hmm. and how God's blessed their lives. Yeah. And maybe that'll help strengthen the rest of us yeah. when we hear those. And also their connection with their spouse and their connection with their teenagers or their children or connections with their kids that have grown up and moved out of their home or... Equally important is just the connections with people that we meet on the street or in the grocery store or standing in line at the post office, you know. A, a, a lot of experiences come to mind as you, as you mentioned that. And 
the thought is that the Savior said, when they ask, Master, what's the greatest commandment here? He said, well, it's to love God, be mm-hmm. connected with God. Mm-hmm. And the second's likened to it, mm-hmm. love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah. And they address that in conference as well. So to be connected with God, number one. Number two, to be connected with others, mm-hmm. um, your spouse in particular, your significant other. Yeah. And those who God's placed in your immediate way, your family, mm-hmm. your friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Sarah said, even the, the stranger on the street or the lady that's sitting eating dinner by herself mm-hmm. that you have a chance to meet and how yeah. many people are impacted because of that cool experience that was right here in scottsdale, scottsdale arizona mm-hmm. that was a yeah. cliffhanger for an upcoming episode that's, we'll have to address that because you're with girlfriends yes and and that's a, that's an episode in itself a wonderful yeah. experience there and we just have lots of experiences like that and i think it's because another um quote that i love from our prophet Russell M. Nelson is that the Lord loves effort. And we've talked about that in our discussion about this podcast and the title and what our purpose is, is that we choose to use our time and resources when we travel or when we make plans for vacations or when we have time off to connect with people. That's our goal. Obviously, we love to connect with each other and I love to connect with the sun and the beach. But that's not always what we do with our free time. We love to go visit our kids or we love to go visit friends we haven't seen. And we get to do that a lot. And I think because we put the effort in and that's important to us that the Lord just amplifies those experiences. And we have a lot that we can share because of that. And when we have a desire and we put a prayer in our heart or we start our day with who can I serve or who can I find or who can I connect with today... The Lord will always answer those prayers when it's to bless another one of his children. And Amen. sometimes we really struggle to connect with our own household, our own children, our own families. People struggle to connect with their own spouses. But the, the Lord will always answer the prayer of a sincere person who just wants to bless and connect with one of his other children. And we've learned that and we love that. It invigorates us. And we get to use, you know, our gifts in a good way and it draws us closer to him. We're trying to give service, but we always get so much out of it also. But the, the key to that was you said the Lord loves effort. Yes. And even in our own families, even though they're right there, should mm-hmm. be easy. Mm-hmm. It still takes effort. Yeah, it does. Um, to, to do that and, and effort to connect with their spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't just, well, we've been together for so many years. It's. We put an effort in yeah. and we take time. Yeah. Being yeah. together isn't connecting. A lot of people aren't connected in their own homes. And, and it, I, it's making connections that count and right. creating connections that count. Mm-hmm. It, it's conversations on a deeper level that right. matter rather than the surface things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, I just think putting in an effort, having a plan and having a desire and going out of your way to have a family activity that you know, incorporate something that's important to one of your kids who might be struggling or that you're struggling to connect with. And that's effort. And same with doing something on purpose that you know is important to your spouse because you know it's important to your spouse. And that's effort. And that's what it takes. And then when it comes to people we just don't know, it's just putting in that effort of a prayer and listening to the promptings that come. 
And, and at first it, it might seem like work and it might be uncomfortable approaching people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after a while, like, like you've mentioned before, that it just feels good that God can use you right. because you put in the effort. And mm-hmm. it was a weak little effort. It was a small little thing that, mm-hmm. that you initiated. And then God just starts pouring out blessings. Right. And, and I think that's how God has always been as you look through history and look through mm-hmm. scriptures and you visit with more and more people. You find out that as long as they just had a desire to do it, God will make up all the rest. Right. The uncomfortable conversation, the mm-hmm. awkward first mm-hmm. visit. And then finally, when you're in the door, you find a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our final area of connection is connection with self. Yeah. So connecting with God, connecting with mankind, mm-hmm. and connecting with yourself. Which means what? That when you understand who you are in relationship to God, mm-hmm. you understand who he is and how much he loves you. And... Maybe interacting with other people and allowing to love somebody else. And you realize that God loves other people and forgives them. And even with their weaknesses, Mm -hmm. I think you come to the point where God must love me too. Right. With my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so you understand who you are. And then it's coming to grips with that. That unlike my teenagers might have surmised that I have imperfections. And they didn't know. They thought I was perfect. But they did come to grips with that. Mm-hmm. that yeah, I'm, I'm flawed. I still make mistakes. And I have weaknesses. And I still struggle and need to repent. And But I can uh, come to terms with that. I don't have to be uh, fake about it. Or uh, a hypocrite wearing one face here and one face there. But, yep, I realize I'm flawed and I'm imperfect. and But I... I love with my heart and I, I want right. to... So I think connecting with ourself, ultimately, if we're doing it in the ways that you're talking about, then this is kind of a circle. If we had a diagram, if this was a video or a, you know, where you could see what we were doing right now, you would kind of have a circle and it would be God, others, self, God, others, self. Because I think when we're connected to ourselves, like you're talking about, it automatically brings us back to that connection with God because we're supposed to be striving to be like him. So the things that you're talking about with humility and meekness and repentance and striving to be better all the time, we can't do without him or without the savior. And so when we're more connected to ourself and who we truly are and with our spirit and who we were before and who we're striving to become, it automatically brings us back to the most important, which is our connection with God. So I first started by saying that connecting with yourself is realizing all of your weaknesses and shortcomings. Right. And being okay with that. That's right. me. But the flip side of that coin is, mm-hmm. if you're going to connect with yourself, you have to realize that you are a child of God. Right. And because of that, you have divinity within you and you have gifts. Yeah. And talents and rise up to those and be comfortable with yourself. Right. Being such a great and beautiful and amazing and wonderful person, an amazing mother, an amazing daughter, an amazing wife, an amazing friend. Or father or husband. Right? Well, yeah. Or brother. Yeah. Yeah, but I think the problem is 
is that we try to do that ourselves when we write what you were just saying about knowing our weaknesses and where we struggle and where we're not good enough or where we fail is maybe when we're trying to remove God or the Savior from the equation and we're trying to figure that out on ourselves and that's when we become depressed and unhappy and we think we're not good enough and we allow the adversary to make us forget who we are. But if we have that connection with God, who is our Father, we would go to Him and ask, what can I do better? And we would get that, those promptings or that um, those feelings or those thoughts that we can improve on in a loving way where we would maybe come to ourselves and just say, oh, you're not good enough. You're to this and to that, you know, you're not as pretty as her or you're not as fast as him or whatever it is. You're not as intelligent or you're not as successful. And that would never, ever, ever be the way that the Lord would come to us. Does that make sense? Right, right. And so I like that idea of if we're connected to him, that helps us to be better connected to ourselves and who we really are because that's what he will tell us and that's what he will teach us. And when we remove that, then we forget all of the great things and who we truly are. And, and that circle that you brought up, that image is is good. And it's, uh, I don't know that there's a direction to it. The more you understand who you are, Mm-hmm. And how your relationship with God, you can now serve and bless and love other people better. Right. And so for some of us, the more we admit and realize our own weaknesses and shortcomings and how God is willing to forgive us of our sins, mm-hmm. well, that makes it just a little bit easier to forgive other people of their sins and their right. shortcomings mm-hmm. and their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um so it could go connection with God and self and, and others. But because in, in like manner, when people are angry with you or, you know, call you a bad name or cut you off in traffic, it says more about how they feel about themselves. Right. They're missing that connection. And that's mm-hmm. why they're not connecting with you. Mm-hmm. So they probably don't have that connection with God. Right. And therefore themselves. And that's why they treat other people like that. Right. The commandment was to uh, love God and love your neighbor and yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think the word is as, as yourself. yourself. But if we put and yourself, it mm-hmm. means you do love yourself too. That's mm-hmm. a commandment. Mm-hmm. You are to love yourself and right. and and, and uh, have that connection. Right. And I think what we're missing today because of social media and all the things, and I, especially right now with coming out of this... Um, or being trapped in this pandemic, I would imagine that social media has been up the last year and a half where everything else is down. You know what I mean? We're not, we haven't been meeting and having all the things and going to our churches and things. And, um, and we have falsely believed that that is still a connection and it's not, it's attention we're giving our attention to all the things online and we're posting and saying and doing things that give us attention back. But that is counterfeit. That is not connection. And so, yeah, it's like in the, in the business world when they say you're don't confuse busyness with work. 
just because you're busy doing something doesn't mean it's it's yeah. beneficial. Yeah. And it might even be the quality of food. There's a lot of sugary, sweet substance that flows through your brain, uh, like Twinkies, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't nourish and doesn't satisfy. Right. And so the more time we spend, it's entertaining, and they get paid millions and billions to learn how to keep our attention right. and keep us entertained, but it's not fulfilling. Yes, and I have a quote that I had on my phone that fits into this. And it just says, in a world of algorithms, hashtags, and followers, know the true importance of human connection. And again, I think, like we said at the beginning, the Lord loves effort. And for me personally, the past couple of weeks, I've been really battling with, not battling, but trying to decide where I want to give my attention and trying to just reconnect with, again, myself and what is important to me and where I'm at in my life and us trying to do this and things changing in our family and just all the different just elements going on in life right now. And so I kind of started deciding to get off of social media and take it off of my phone. And then we were invited to do that by a church leader and that kind of confirmed it for me. And so I've not been using my social media for the last, you know, little bit. And I think it's helped. And I think the Lord will bless that effort. And it doesn't mean social media is bad. It has a lot of really great, wonderful things. Especially podcasts. Right. If you tune in yes. to podcasts, yes. Um, there can be and there is stuff. a space for it, and I probably will use it in the future. But but the devil's in the distraction. Right. So We're easy to get so distracted. so easily distracted. Fodder of sweetness yeah. that just feels good yeah. but really doesn't do much. And what you were just saying, we... We have a desire to do this because we love podcasts and we listen to them all the time and love the good content and we learn and grow from them. That's just another area that we enjoy to learn from as even like reading or whatever. And one that I listened to recently, you were just talking about food and whatever. And he or she said, it's like comparing apples to Apple Jacks. Oh, I and, like it. You know, apples are nutritious and have all the good things and they're right, healthy right. for you. And you can't, you can't say the same about Apple Jacks. And so when you're talking about that connection, you're not getting it from social media. That's like having Apple Jacks. Right, right. And real connection is like having the apple. I just really liked that analogy. That is good. So, yeah. so cinnamon and cinnamon toast crunch. Cinnamon is good for diabetics. Yeah, good so for metabolism. Buy cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. And that should not cure your diabetes. Not mm-hmm. the same at all. No. Yeah. No, it's not. So yeah, I just I liked that that analogy. So yeah, I think that's that's our goal. That's our desire from this fun venture that we're doing here is to connect with God, connect with others, connect with self, which will help us to connect with God and connect with that. And that'll just be this recurring. That'll be the circle. Circle every week. I love it. Yeah. So if we could kind of wrap it up with this thought, what area? With a bow. Yeah. Pretty little bow. What area would you maybe had a thought that crossed your mind? Did you have a, a prompting that came that said, how do I connect with God and how could I do that better? Or how can I connect with others? I think how I would just I leave better? people uh, with an invitation. Uh, I think we have experience that we're, that's why we're here to share with ways that we connect with people or with God or with ourselves. And maybe just at the end of this episode, we'll just kind of leave them with an invitation. And something that I thought of when we were talking is that 
I didn't realize until well into adulthood was maybe unique and maybe I'll find from other people and from listeners or whatever as we go through this that maybe it's not unique but to you it was and that is that I pray out loud when I pray to God that is cool yeah and I don't know why because it's just never in my lifetime occurred to me not to yeah from the time I was little like I just have never not done that. You know, obviously there's times when I am around other people or I'm sitting pondering or whatever it is that I will have a prayer in my mind or in my heart, but driving in my car, I will talk to the Lord out loud at home. I make a point to find time to be alone so that I can pray out loud. And that's just my practice. And I think it makes a difference in my life. And it, it was again, like well into adulthood when somebody brought it up in a church meeting or something. And I just was like, wait, what? I thought everybody, (laughs) you know, prayed that way. And I always, obviously in our marriage, I know that you climb right out of bed and you get on your knees. And I would, obviously I just kind of assumed you didn't say it out loud because I was there or maybe I was still sleeping or whatever. Um, but yeah. And then we just had a conversation with our youngest the other day about it. And anyway, that would be my invitation. If you aren't in the practice of praying out loud that you would Give that a try this week. All I'm right, I will. I'll accept that you, invitation. Because you're here I'll in front of me, that. but also to the yeah. tens of people who are listening right now. <laughs> tens and tens. That that would be, that's one way that I connect with God that might be different than you. That is cool, and that's unique, you. and that mm-hmm. might help someone's connection. Yeah. Because there are times in, in, that I've uh, probably, unlike anybody else listening, I've fallen asleep during the middle of right. a prayer. I mm-hmm. remember those. Mm-hmm those years and or when my, you're talking out loud that is harder see, to do that's what and i'm thinking I, my mind doesn't get interrupted. or if my mind wanders yeah right. or mm-hmm. if a song comes in and i'm singing some song that has nothing to yeah. do with prayer country yeah. music so that's not praying yes and that inners flashes into my head i mm-hmm. won't do that if i'm praying out loud so, so that's I like my that invitation one. i like that one and what do you want to leave us with um uh, mine might be the connection with your spouse I was going to say that, but I was, I didn't want to take away the the dramatic pause. Just that, um, if there's any room there to strengthen that connection, that it's worth it. Right. Because God ordained or put into place the idea of marriage, the practice of marriage, the principle of marriage. Mm -hmm. And that was to make a man better than he would be if he was just a man and a woman better than she would be if it was just a woman. Right. That those two together, that's marriage. And there's something about that unity that makes you better. Yeah. And, And we're better because we're a couple, but also Dawn's better just because of Sarah. And Sarah's better, better because, of, because Dawn. of Dawn. So I think as mm-hmm. the more you grow closer to that, and, and I, I have uh, failed and stumbled and learned and hopefully grown a little bit to where at the point now, I'm over halfway to 100 years old. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm at the point now, and, and we both say how lucky we are to have the relationship that we do. But it did. We did have to create that connection, right? And we do things that create that connection. Mm-hmm. One of the the favorites, and I didn't know if we were going to share this, but I think I will. Um, we picked something that we could do together, and that something was we read a book, and we only read it when we were together, and our spare time was in the car, so we read it in the car, and we read it out loud to each other, right? 
And it was a book by Sherry Dew called Insights. About president uh, uh, about yeah, Russell president, M. Nelson president Nelson. his kind of biography and yeah. number one she's got an advantage because of the material there it's right. the profit mm-hmm. but just the act of us reading together and, and I would encourage that book just because I know it's worked I can give you 100% thumbs up mm-hmm. it was successful Five stars. at bringing the spirit in to our relationship right And sometimes there were tears and sometimes there were emotions and thoughts that spurred on other conversations because the spirit came in to to the car as as we rode and talked. So that one I know is 100% foolproof for us. That will work. Mm -hmm. So I'll invite you to to find something. If you can't think of anything else, do that one. That's that's a good one to start with. Read that together. Read it out loud and see if it doesn't provide times when you're intimately, spiritually connected. Yeah. And then just to remember that the Lord loves effort. So he will meet you where you are. So start where you can. And if you're listening to this while you drive and you're on your way home from work, stop and grab some flowers. If nothing else, I'm just saying. That would make a connection. Never suppress a good thought. So you think of something. And if she doesn't like flowers, Diet Coke. (laughs) Must always work. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting us share. Thank you. This would be so great if we could say... Episode 99 uh, will be next week. Join us for that one. But for now, episode two. Episode two, two is going be to be great. Next week, and we will have two guests here. Join us so for that, that one. And those are some awesome connections that probably spurred the whole inspiration for the podcast. These two guests that we're going to have next week. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sarah, for being here. Thank you. <laughs>